in the Hoenn region, no one wants to be the best like no one ever was. Most folks want to work hard and make an honest living. The people and the Pokemon of this land are hard. I'm not just talking about the rock types. No, sir. People and Pokemon here work for their keep. Working in tandem to tame a small spot of this brutal land. While some folks turn to their work, take from the land, others turn to each other and take from them. By fear or violence, these bandits and their Pokemon, they take from the honest and give to themselves. Some take honor to avenge those fallen. Some take glory, trying to scream at an otherwise empty, uncaring desert that they meant something. Others just take for gold. This isn't the story of the very best. No, sir. This might be the tale of the downright worst this region has ever seen. Welcome to A Fistful of Pokeballs, a Western-inspired Pokemon D&D role-playing podcast. Join us as we become the very best at being the very worst. Hey guys, I'm Lucas, and I play Jedediah Moonstone, the young man who grew up as a farm boy till the bank took away his family's farm, which led him towards a path of poverty and crime and being a bandit. Hey, it's JFK here, playing Triga Factoria, young, naive bandito wannabe who read Don Quixote and is taking role-playing a little too seriously. Howdy. I'm Ryan. I play Frederick, the Phantom Mayor, Hoenn Civil War veteran and all-around badass bandito. And I'm Jack the DM. So where we last left our posse, Frederick's fire-type Cyndaquil uh, lit some makeshift tinder to torch a Tauros grazing field, scattering the pursuing Aquarius Union, leading to a speedy getaway. Our posse just recently spills out of the back of the trail, finding themselves at the base of Route 117, with the sun beginning to set. So, gentlemen, you guys find yourself in a large kind of clearing of the woods that you guys notice, at least. It's a small, peaceful meadow that is surrounded by evergreens and dotted with flowers and tiny ponds. Many ranches are built into the forest edge, with aquatic Pokemon dwelling, sometimes poking their heads out of the water, while forest creatures waltz in the fields. The party sees three major landmarks in front of them, one of them being a fork in the road. To the left, you see a little bit of some lakes as the sun is starting to set, and to the right, you see kind of a warm glow in the distance. Uh, which way would you guys like to go? I pipe up and say, hey, we head east, get on the right fork that takes us right to the cottage. That way we can lay low for a bit and have a little safe house. Whatever gets us out of the open. These both take us east, right? Or do they they are both taking you east, yes. Uh, the split is literally taking you east. One is a northern path, one is a little bit of a southern path. 
I don't know, Trigo. I'm not sure I trust that glow in the distance. That sounds like a campfire or houses to me. This is a pretty main road. While granted we don't want to be walking totally out in the open, we can walk in the woods alongside of it and kind of stay hidden. And then like my cottage kind of sits by itself. I don't really have neighbors there. So if we can just sneak around it, we should be good. It's not a far walk, maybe an hour or so. So there's ranches around, right? Yeah. Is there like a clothesline or anything around? Uh, You notice that there is a clothesline in the dim glow down the way. You notice a clothesline uh, from a ranch sitting by. It looks like the woman's put them up and is kind of left, so it is wide open. Boys, I think, uh, well, I intend to keep my coat. I think it would be best for a change of duds here. So you guys are going down towards the glow? At least yeah, as far we'll, as the ranch. We'll head down that way, at least so we can change clothes. Okay, uh, real quick. Frederick, roll me a uh, roll me just a raw d20 real quick. Uh, that is an 8. You notice most of them are women's clothes, and there is one jacket that a man your size could wear. Oh, I already have a jacket, and I think the moustache that Frederick bears would be a pretty dead giveaway that he is not of the fairer sex. So, how old is Trico? I like to think I'm like 18 or 19. I'm a pretty young-faced. Um, I don't know how tall you are, but for some reason I was picturing that we are similar in height. I just have a baby face compared to you. Oh, though then he tosses, then Frederick takes a dress off the line and tosses it to you. And I just, I look at it, I'm like, well, if it must he be. Takes, are you wearing a hat, like a like a bandito hat? Oh, hell like, yeah. I'm dressed in he, all black. I think he takes your hat, and he says, I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to your hat for you. I know it's hard to separate from from a nice, <laughs> uh, a nice hat, but I think for the sake of anonymity, you might need to throw these on. Do you want my boots, too? No, I think, I think the just the uh just the hat all right so here's kind of what i'm picturing i kind of like undress real quick i take off the vest and whatnot black black pants throw the dress on but i still have like these black boots silver spurs on them because i have no concept of what things actually cost and i look way out of place but i am rocking that dress all right, that's Jediah, a roll. Sir. That is Jediah. a roll. <laughs> You're rocking that dress. Jediah, uh, can you roll me um, with your perception modifier real quick? I got a nat twenty on rocking the dress. By the way, Jeez. nat twenty rocking, perfect. Just a straight d twenty plus dex. You said sorry plus um plus your perception. Okay, perception is wisdom. All right, all right. That is eighteen plus one. Okay, so you start to hear someone coming behind you. You turn around, but it's just a regular dude. He puts his hands here. He says, hey, I don't want to judge whatever you two fellows are doing out here, you know, to each their own. We got a small camp out here that we've set up. We're trying to get some bacon. We're trying to get some beans cooked. We have plenty for everyone. We're just on our way to Verndurf. If you guys would like to camp out with us for the night, we'd be more than welcome to accommodate you. We're unarmed. If you want anything, you can take it. We're just offering you a place to hang your hat for the time being. I think we do a quick side Thank huddle. Thank you, sir. Side huddle. I don't know about this guy. What do we think, boys? The cottage I mean, is only like an hour or so away. It's not a very far walk. I mean, the whole point 
of us uh, going towards the cottage at all is to avoid eyes. If, if I can chime in here, well, that's true. He's already seen our faces. So as far as robbing an unarmed group of campers, I think that plan flew out the window as soon as he got a look at us. So I think, Trigo, the best way to best thing to do would be to go to your cabin. I, I, I think we need to avoid prying eyes. I agree, and he he might say that he's unarmed, and you know he just wants to, you know let us stay. Who the fuck does that? Like to me, I'm that's gonna break uh, out of a puddle here and just say to the guy, "Thanks for your kindness, but uh, my compatriots and I are lone wolf types, and we're trying to set up camp just a little bit closer to Marvel." Well, there, fellow, there's something I've learned about lone wolves: they tend to eat each other when they're hungry. Well. I think that'd be our business and not yours, partner. Take it or leave it. I'm heading back whether you want to or not. I know quite well, though, that the couple down the street that you're uh, tending to rob might not take it too kindly. Now, I said I'll let bygones be bygones. I'm heading back to my camp. It's going to start to get dark and something fearsome is going to come on out. But to each their own. And he starts to make his way back to his camp. I say we let him That sounds like too. a threat to anyone else. He, Frederick is very upset at the fact that they've seen his face, so now he can't attack them, because if someone gets away, his identity's revealed. But he's definitely got a finger on the tree, like, he's, his hand is on his iron. Can I roll perception to see if I can see that? See what? Uh, like him, what he's doing? Yeah, like, hand on the, hand on the gun. For, uh, yeah, Frederick? Yeah. For Frederick or for the for Fred- man? For Frederick? Uh, he says he's Frederick says I'm he's not, not hiding, hiding it. it. Yeah. You're close enough to where you can see it. Oh. The guy who came up to talk to you could not. He was just kind of like a little he was just kind of like it was too dark, so he's like, I can't really see what's going on exactly. So he's not really aware yet. You Is guys it can too late for me to roll an insight check. You can roll an insight check. Okay. In fact, all of you can if you would like. Yeah. Uh, I got a thirteen. I got 13. a twelve. Twelve. 10. For what you could tell, he is 100% honest with you. He is absolutely unarmed. He's making his way back. You can actually see as he's getting closer to the fire. There's no weapons on his belt. There's no, like, literally approached you guys without anything arming himself and just sat down with his partner and started making beans. How many people are in the camp? Just two. Um, I mean, look, I think he turns to the to the other two gentlemen with him and he goes, I've had two, basically two robberies go bad on me in a day. I've been down on my luck since the end of the war for reasons that will be left unsaid until I know you two better. But clearly I'm not apt for making decisions on what to do next. And he points at Trigo and he says, You've got a screw loose. I'm a bandito and you don't want this life, kid. And then he points at Jedediah and he says, You might have the most decent head on your shoulders of anybody in this trio anyway. What's our move, Gap? That's a scary thought there. Uh, my best bet is we uh, stick to the shadows here and lay low in this cottage for a week or so if we can. So you guys start to make your way down the path. You start to see the warmth of the fire kind of like dissipate in the background as you get further and further out. 
all of a sudden you start to hear a rustle in the bushes. Uh, in sorry, you start to hear a rustle in the forest that you are clinging to the side of. Roll me a nature check. Uh, for only Trigo. Roll me a nature check. That should be a uh, wisdom, right? Intelligence, actually. Intelligence. Man, I'm really average right now. I got eleven. So twelve minus one. Eleven. Okay. Uh, so. You just know that there's something in there, and it is a lot bigger than a tiny creature. So it is not anything small. It is definitely a little bit larger, but you can't make out what it actually is. Jedi, would you like to roll Perception? Yes. I did not roll well. That is a five. There is something in the woods. Would you guys like to continue moving? Uh, or would you I'm like gonna... to make it onto the main tree? Would you like to keep clinging to the shadows, or would you like to come... What would you like to do? I want to first elbow Frederick and see if he uh, can clock anything. I'll do a perception. Roll me a perception. Ten. Or Does sorry, a, a nine. A nine. Something's in the woods, and you can hear a wing beat. That's the only thing you can make out, though. I think Frederick's impulse is always shoot first, ask questions later. He throws Cyndaquil out and has him tackle the general direction of the shadow. Alright, Frederick is going to go first. Jedi and Trigo, can you guys roll me an initiative? 19. I uh, have a general question about initiative. Yes. Normally it's supposed to be like plus the dex modifier, right? Yes. Uh, I believe so. Are we using Pokemon Dexes or Trainer Dexes? Is your Pokemon out? No. Then yours. Uh, if it's okay. if it's out, then it can make it a move on its own. But it's gonna be because it, it has to listen to your orders, from what I know. So it can't really be like just doing its own thing. All right, hmm. that makes sense. Uh, doesn't matter question, anyway because I rolled a nat one. Alright, so, I got my orders. So by the looks of it, we are going to have, it is going to be Frederick first, Trio second, Jedi third, with the creature or creatures moving somewhere in between. Cynical starts for a tackle. Immediately, right off the bat, uh, roll me a attack roll with disadvantage, since okay. you're attacking blind, technically. 16... That is a 3 plus 1, or plus 2 is a 5, so I doubt that hits. That will miss. So, you are going to miss. Cyndaquil is going to kind of like jump into the nothingness that is the woods. All of a sudden, four Lediva are going to emerge straight out of the forest and kind of stand Ooh. towering over you. Cyndaquil is in the woods. His attack missed. Trigo, you're up next. How many are there? You said four, right? Four of them, yep. I'm going to attack the one on the far right, and I am going to use, uh, I think I'm going to use Confusion on it, so I'll make a ranged attack on that. Gotcha. Okay, so your Abra is going to attack the far left one, you said? Far right. Far right, excuse me. And then roll me an attack. I rolled a six. Six. That is going to miss. So... Uh, Abra's going to kind of like put its hands to its head to try to really get into the Lediba's mind, but it's kind of like just buzzing too loud for it to really kind of get to you, or even in its mind, all that it hears is, or all that's processing through its brain is just, 
loud insect buzzing, so it can't really make any headway in there. Next up, uh, Lettybun number one is going to attack Cyndaquil since it just charged in there. All right. That is going to definitely miss. So the Lettybug kind of charges for a tackle into the woods, straight up misses, uh, and kind of like floats on backwards. The second Lettybug is going to attack, and it is going to attack Abra. <laughs> it's also going to miss, but this time it's going to crash right into the ground in front of Abra, kind of like it went for a tackle. It's flowing through the air, it tucks its elbow in, and just slams straight into the ground. Nice. The third Lettyba is going to attack, and it is going to attack Teddy. Uh, what's Teddy's AC? 13. So this one's actually going to... It's going to make contact, but it's not going to do damage. Teddy is a pretty pretty hefty dude, so it's going to kind of duck its uh, shoulder or its arm kind of again, like the first and second one did, but it's going to just kind of hit Teddy, and Teddy just kind of kind of like put its hands out and push it off it, kind of like a brace for the impact and push it off entirely. It doesn't really hit. And that leaves Teddy for the next attack. Teddy the tank! Let's go! I'm going to use a move I have called Covet. You strike out with a quick and sticky hands, make a melee attack roll against a creature doing damage on a hit. If I successfully attack, I steal the creature's held item if it has one. Okay. Uh, let me roll real quick. You notice, uh, roll me a perception check. Real okay. quick. Okay. Uh, this is me? Yes. This is you. Alright. I need to change dice. That was a nat one. Ooh, baby. According, from, what you can, from what you can see, it's too dark. You can't tell if any of them actually are holding items on their person. That okay. doesn't mean that there aren't anything there. I am still... Using this attack on the uh, ladybug that just attacked Teddy. New dice. Let's see what we do with the attack roll. Not great. That was a five. Five. All right. So Teddy is going to kind of try to like. Teddy tries to be really stealthy. Tries to kind of like sweep. Like tries to like fake it out. But the ladybug is kind of smart about. It, just kind of like floats away. It knows it's a little bit quicker than you. And Teddy is kind of is spaced out too much. Uh, the fourth Lediba is going to attack, and it is going to come out at Teddy. Same thing. The Lediba is not going to be able to find anything. Uh, it's not going to be able to hit anything. It's going to try to go for kind of like a punch. It's going to try to like cross the Cyndaquil, but it's going to whiff. Cyndaquil is going to kind of like duck out of it. That brings us back to the top with Frederick. Alright, Cyndaquil is going to try for another tackle on... Have we done any damage to any of the ladybugs? Nope, just a bunch of misses. Alright, so I guess whichever one's closest to my Cyndaquil. That is a 14 plus 2 is a 16. Oh, that's gonna hit. Alright, so that is gonna be a d6 of damage. That is 4 damage. 4 damage. Alright, this ladybug is pretty, pretty hurt. Now, ladybug they're ladybugs, but they are, you know, very kind of fragile creatures. So while this labor is not, you know, out for the count, it, it kind of realizes that, th you know, losing that much, taking that much damage right off the bat is a little too much for one way to go. So he's going to kind of back off a little bit. He's going to start to flee the scene. The other labor, though, do not believe that you can take them. So they're 
three others that have to be deal with dealt with. Frederick just shouts out, "Yes, Cyndaquil, let's take care of these bugs." That brings us to Trigo. All right, I am going to attack whatever the again the furthest on the right is. Gonna try to hit it with a, another confusion, and I rolled an eight. No, mod- with the modifiers. That's with everything. Gotcha. So yeah, he's gonna same same as four. Buzzing is too much. Anything else before your turn ends? Uh, no, I can't th- think of anything. I'm more just like surprised that Abra missed twice in a row. I was like, what the hell? She she never misses like that. So before uh the Letty Buzz can get their turn, you notice that the bystander who'd invite you to their camp has come up, kind of like waving his hands, shooting firearms, trying to freak him out. And the Letty Buzz are like, okay. This was a 3v4, now it's a 3v3, now it's a 4v3. We're outmatched here. So after seeing a fourth person come, they're going to leave. They're going to start to kind of like back away. Uh, you can attack them with uh, since they are disengaging, if you would like, or you can address the fact that there is a man running at you with the firearm. Uh, hell yeah, Frederick's going to keep attacking. Alright, uh, roll me with... Do you roll with advantage if they're disengaging? Um, that's up to you there, partner. You're gonna get it, because they're flying pretty low. Alright, that's a 16, and that is a 9. So, I will take 16, uh, and that is another d6. I'm gonna attack the same one I hit already. That one fled into the- oh, well, he was disengaging. I'll give it to you. Okay. Uh, how much damage are you doing to him? Uh, that is another 2 damage. He's- Wouldn't he's okay. Four though, because it's a bug and you- no, you didn't hit him with fire. My bad. Yeah, it's not yeah. fire. It's, yeah, yeah. That's uh, so that's gonna. Yeah, he's gonna be hurt. He's gonna be pretty hurt, but he's gonna keep it moving. Trigo, are you gonna address the man coming towards you, or are you gonna take a pot shot? I am going to address the guy coming towards us. I am gonna have, tell Abra to stand in between us, and I don't know if an Abra can do this, so we'll leave it up to you. But mm-hmm. when an Abra is using confusion, I would like to imagine its eyes have a glow to it. Oh yeah, definitely. Like in the anime with, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Can I have Abra just do the eye glow as she stands in between me and this guy? I, I will do it like this. Abra is using it to just kind of like get in your mind, but it's not doing damage. It's just trying to like, because in order to use its psychic powers, it needs, that's when its eyes close. So it's activating the effect, but it's not doing damage, which is why it's doing that for intimidation. So and you're I, you're good. I yell at the guy, stop what you're doing. So the guy, hands in the air, drops the gun. He's like, whoa there, fella. I'm just here to help. Like I said, you guys didn't take my whoa, warning. Whoa, whoa, Frederick turns around. You said you were unarmed. And then I, he pulls back his gun. I was unarmed. I approached you without firearms. We ha- left him at the camp. I think Frederick looks at Jedediah for a signal as to how to proceed. Alright. If it wasn't for this you- firearm... You guys would be having a little bit of a more bug situation than you would have appreciated. And we were doing just fine on our own. I, what gives you the right to come up on us? I would like to say the same person who's bare face planted. For the record, he should not know that. That's fair. Okay, sorry, yes. Uh, I should say the same. Episode. I should say the same after seeing you guys whiff not one, not two, but three attacks. Now, granted, you guys did fine with those, but when the mother showed up, you would have had a little bit more trouble. So you say. You're not from around these parts, are you? 
What's it to you? Uh, well, I just hate to see a good life wasted, or a life wasted in your can situation. I, can I roll perception to see where his buddy is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that is a 14. His buddy is at the camp. He is not anywhere, or at least not anywhere in your general vicinity. Okay, okay. I like to think now, telepathically, I tell Abra to cool it with the glowing eyes and just stare at the guy. Alright. Uh, I think I walk up, sort of get up in his face a little bit, and say, Since we met, you have been a thorn in our side. You can step back to your camp and never see us again, or you can start having real problems with us. I think with that, Frederick calls Cyndaquil back over and just has him do like a little, you know, where Cyndaquil kind of like tucks his arms in and blows his nose so the flames get a little higher. Sure. All right. So uh, Cyndaquil's going to kind of like rev up his like yeah, uh, yeah. back flare a little bit. And he's going to be like, look, you know what? I'm tired of wasting my time. You guys want to camp out here? That's fine. We're going to be over there. If I see you coming, though, I'm calling my guys out and we're going to have us a scrap. If you stay over here and you stay away from me, that's fine. That's all we ever wanted. This Alrighty, guy's then. full of lies. He said there were guys. He's only got one guy at the camp. He said he was unarmed. He does, he has a gun. He takes his belt off and he has three Pokeballs on them. And he's like, these guys are the ones you don't want to meet. I think at this point, I just look at the guys and say, let's just get out of here. Agreed. Let's go. Fuck this guy. I think Frederick keeps Cyndaquil out because it can illuminate some light on the path, uh, and they mm -hmm. just keep walking. Wait, you guys don't have dark vision? No. <laughs> You're right, you would have told me if you had dark vision. Yeah, so I would have already... I would have Classic D&D <laughs> Alright, so this dude kind of like kicks the dirt, walks away. You guys realize that it is getting dark. You should probably make a camp at this point, because... It, it the you may disagree, but the dude is right. At night, they're a little bit more active, and you could probably get into something a little bit more dangerous. I thought the play, the walking the cabin was only an hour away. It is. It's a little still going to be dark though. You know, so you so and like you also made a little bit of noise. Maybe you like can push it. 30, but I will say fifteen minutes in full dark. You're saying. Yeah, in full dark at least. It's about to be full dark. Or okay. no, it is full it is full dark. You were by a little uh light that gave a little bit of illumination, so like partial partial light or partially mm -hmm. lit. Now you're heading into just straight darkness. You won't be able to see in front of you. Cyndaquil is only gonna be able to light like fifteen, twenty feet at a time, so it's gonna be very difficult. Look guys, as much as I wanna push on I think we should set up a camp. I think we should get a little further away from that fucking guy. But I would like to get to the cabin, but I think knowing this area, we don't want to be out here too long when it's dark out without setting up a camp. Maybe we shoot for halfway. I was going to say maybe we just go like five or ten minutes pushing on and then we set up just so we're down the road from those guys. Yeah. All right. That's the consensus. I would think so. Yeah. So, it is very dark, you are literally kind of just like, looking at the moon kind of on the trees as you walk forward in a straight line. Uh, Cynical is only able to really light 15 feet in front of you, so it's very kind of difficult for you guys to see. Uh, however, 
uh, you guys eventually find a spot where it would be okay to make camp far away from any animals, uh, far away from any creatures buzzing, far away from anything that you think could come near you, and you start to make up camp. So, Frederick now would be the time, though. <laughs> Just he plops. I, yeah, I, he, he takes his hat, he keeps Cyndaquil out the whole time, has Cyndaquil kind of lay down next to him, and uh, being a, you know, a former soldier, people who tend to, you know, be in that line of work tend to fall asleep pretty quickly. Because Wherever they, they want. And wherever they want, so I think he kind of hits the deck and immediately falls asleep. I see him fall asleep, and I just look over at Jedediah, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, like I stammer, and I'm like, alright, well, I mean, I guess we're setting up the camp ourselves. With the only fire-type Pokemon that can light a campfire. He's still, I mean, he's still on fire. hes he, I don't think he goes out at any point, right? I mean, I feel like if he's not conscious, he might be fully out. Do you want to do you want to try to wake the man who has a very very tentative relationship with you right now to use his Pokemon to light a fire? The man who just went to bed. No. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at Frigo and say, "You want first watch or second? I think I'll take first watch. And I pull okay. out Abra. I'm All gonna right. leave Teddy out of his Pokeball and cuddle up with him underneath a uh, tree nearby. Fair enough. Alright, so, Abra took a little bit of damage, episode 0, and we t- are taking a first long rest, so you guys are going to replenish your, or you guys are going to get hit dice back, so you guys can take a long rest here. Do you get moves back from power points? Are we using power points? Yeah, because we don't have spell slots, and it would be really weird if you could just spam fire blast. Okay, then, uh, yeah, I'd be down two tackles. I'd be down Maybe a few confusions, but I think with a long rest, we should be, be able to get You'll there. be fine. I'm going to say, actually, if it is a melee attack that is basic, like, for example, tackle is basically like a short sword attack, if I'm using D&D terms, right. or, yeah, or a dagger, uh, those don't need anything. We'll do it on a need-to-know basis. Like, if it's Tackle, it's fine. If it's something like Smokescreen, though, I'm going to be like, yeah, that's going to have. Like, at one point, Cynical's just going to be like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, he will run out of uh, run out of fire in his belly. Uh, so you guys take a full rest. You have no intrusions in the night. You wake up, and you are only, I'm going to say... I know you said an hour. I'm going to say now you're about, like, still an hour away. And you are going to be able to make it clearly. There is nothing else along the route uh, directly. There's something off in the distance. You see another ranch where it appears that there is uh, someone having a little bit of a hard time. But there's also the cottage right next to them that is in the distance that you can see. Uh, What do you guys want to do? Um, I think I turn to the group and I go, Gentlemen, as we seeing as we did not get the briefcase, how are we looking on capital? And Frederick kind of turns out his pockets, and he, he has probably like a thousand pokey, because that's gonna, what we start with. I'm going to convert... Damn, I forgot to do that. All my prices are in gold and silver and copper, not pokey. Okay, then we can do that. That's fine. Oh, thank God. That's all right. Like we can imagine, figure that out. I like to imagine what? seeing him do this. I put my arm around him, kind of in like a helpful way. Don't worry don't, about that. Don't, don't touch me. I'm just trying to help. I pull out my pockets and I just pull out a lot of gold and silver. I'm like, look, we're fine. I have some spare stuff here in the cottage. 
And he looks at the gold, and then he looks at you, and I think he, like, goes, can I do a sleight of hand to just take the gold? Sure. I mean, I'll just let you have it. I mean, if you take some, I'm very, Oh, my family is very, uh, philanthropic, like, they're big into philanthropy, so I'm like, dude, if he needs some, just ask. I think he, he takes the gold, and he, like, holds it up. You can see the reflection of the gold in his eyes. He's just like, it's the only sign of life you've seen in his eyes this entire time. And he just kind of like puts it in his money pouch right next to where he stores the Pokeballs and is very satisfied with the small jingle he now has going when in his stride. And I'm just like looking at Jedediah, I'm like, kind of do a little shoulder shrug, I'm like, like, what was that? Whatever. I'm a little short up on cash too, but I think I got just enough to get by. Let's uh, let's move on ahead. Okay. Question for the table, the DM. Like you said, there's someone who seems to be having trouble. Uh, like, just kind of like, um, can we tell what that is, or is that like perception check needed? No, I'm going to say that it's it's something that's generally in a clear enough area you could see it unobstructed. Uh, it is a woman in a blue polka dot blouse kicking at the dirt. I think a woman in need. I I mean, anyone in need, I'm going to care for because I have spent most of my life down on my luck. So I want to walk up to her, probably not even like glancing at my posse anymore. Ma'am, what's what's the issue? I like to imagine I'm still in the dress, obviously, like, so I'm just kind of sticking back, like still still rocking it. Oh, hell yeah. I definitely gave you your hat back, though. Yeah, I'm looking really out of sorts with the hat. The boots and the dress. I like to imagine, I I think, Trigo, you are about 10 feet behind Jedediah. Like, you're following behind him, and I'm about 30 feet back, leaning on a piece of farming equipment. Just waiting (laughs) to move on. So she, she, this is what she sees when she turns around. A man approaching her, a man 10 feet behind her, and a man 30 feet behind that man. And And the man 10 feet behind is wearing a dress. Alright, so... She's gonna she's gonna be pretty freaking startled by this ordeal and be like, I got enough trouble before y'all start pushing up against my homestead. And Ma'am, unless you're here to help with that trouble, no I don't want to hear anything. What is the trouble? Maybe we can help. Well, my family has been raising Mareeps for generations. Penelope Strong here. I have been raising Mareeps since I was a child, and unfortunately we've run into some bad luck. Some of them have gone missing into the night. We don't know where they went, but all I know is I've counted all of my Mareeps, and I am short three. I am still standing there, just deer in a headlight look, like, I can't believe someone's seeing me like this. Frederick is waiting for the signal from Jedediah if he needs to come closer, or if if they're moving on, or what he's doing. I'm gonna say, ma'am, they just up and gone? Is there anything that happened in the past few days that would, uh... Lead you to believe something else was awry? Well, I haven't found anything. My Marie Poundor just kind of rounded them up when I did a count, and I haven't seen anything. You're welcome to search the premises. I would love to help, ma'am. Thank you I very think, much. I, I think Frederick hears the, I, I would love to help, but without the caveat of for money, sprints the 30 feet of <laughs> Jedediah and just goes, for money, we will help. <laughs> For money, <laughs> she she's like e- I I do have some put away. I think what? Let me think. Uh there's been. Hmm, I'm missing three Mareep. For each Mareep you bring back, 
I'll give you a gold piece each. I should have enough saved where I can give it to you. I also have some berries on the side I can offer you on top of that. I'm going to need to see That's that. That's more than enough, ma'am. Thank you. I think Frederick pulls Jedediah aside, and he looks at Jedediah, and he goes, Look, I've got no problems with you calling the shots here, but if we're going to live on the lamb here, we need to make some, some money. We need to do... So, offering up free help and wasting our time when we're on the run from somebody requires more financial compensation than just one gold and a handful of berries. I'd like to imagine while they're doing this, I just kind of walk up to the lady sheepish, sheepishly, you know what I'm saying? Marifishly. <laughs> and I like to imagine I just hand her like 15 gold and I'm like, use this to pay us. He'll never fucking know. Can I roll perception to see if I notice? It has to be with disadvantage because you're talking. All right, all right, all right. All right, roll with disadvantage. That is a 12, a 16. Do you want me to roll sleight of hand? Sure. It's like a pose. 13. Frederick, what is your constitution? 12, right? My constitution is a plus 1, so 13. Ty goes, does Ty go to the defender or the attacker? I think we said it goes to the attacker the last couple times. So yeah, you, you sure. pick it. You successfully pick it. <laughs> oh, I hear. I think Trigo probably drops a coin on the crown, and I hear the gentle cling. And um, you start scampering for it? And I'm just like... <gasps> And I turn around and I see her handing the money, and I go, you're giving her money? We have to hold on to money. And Look, I, I'm gonna I, cut in and stop Frederick here, just like, almost grab his face quick and point it back at mine. Look, we're on the lam. Yes, money is helpful. You know what else is helpful? Friends. Friends who can provide things. Like shelter and clothes. Huh. You know, I just remember really frequently in the story, though, that there was some dude offering you shelter, and he was turned away. That is true. We just just two popping two. that back out there. We, we he also was too friendly. <laughs> you, I, yeah, I, Fred, Frederick turns it back on him, and he goes, I seem to remember you being rather rude to the last gentleman who tried to be our friend. So which is it, Frederick? Some pretty doe-eyed country girl blinks her eyes at you, and you say, you hop too, and we help her find a Marie? Or we keep doing what we're doing and we be banditos. She shouts over you, three Mareep! There's three Mareep missing, just just so we're good on the numbers. Thank you. And I turn back to Frederick. Look, yes, she's a pretty doe-eyed whatever. The issue to me is that man seemed pretty well off with his buddy. This woman is in a time of trouble. I don't Uh, know about you. It sure seems like you yourself had a lot of trouble. So have I. I got this thing called empathy, where I feel for her. I see myself in that. I see my mother, and I don't want to see my mother feeling sad. Frederick takes his hat off that he's been wearing, and he, you see for the first time, the, like his hairline has stopped on the left, what would be, if you were looking directly at him, the left side of his head. And he goes, I see that. I used to have empathy until my brother shot me in the back of the head, and his Blaziken kicked me in the chest. So you'll have to forgive me, sir, that I had the empathy shot out of me. Look, I don't know your story. Sounds pretty messed up. But I don't think this woman is going to hurt us for helping her. She uh, kind of butts in. She's like, I hate to interrupt. 
And I understand that all of y'all had had your own share of hardship, but at this rate, there's something out there that is probably taking these, and I would like to get to the bottom of it. Now, I can up it to two gold, a Marie, but I desperately need you guys to move quickly. If it's if you take it, by all means, go look. If you leave it, carry on. I think at that, Frederick walks over to where Trigo is, picks up the gold that he had dropped in trying to do the transaction with the woman, and goes back to leaning on the farm equipment, waiting for Jedediah to tell him what to do next. I right. think I speak to Trigo and the woman and be like, Trigo, you all right to help this fine lady? Sorry, I got nothing better to do. All right. Tell uh, tell Frederick over there that he can help if he wants or he can take a nap. All right, so I saunter over to Frederick. And I'm like, look, man, you can either nap here or you can help us. If you help us, it'll go quicker. And I know time is of the essence. Can I do a quick perception check to see if I see any of the reefs in ice distance? Uh, roll perception. <laughs> that is a 14. So while scanning the, um, while you're scanning the pen that has the Mareeps in it, you notice that there's a part that is broken with blood kind of like dusted along the side of it. I think I point at that part and I go, there, there you go, Sherlock. And I point at the thing and then Frederick, like, there's probably like a wagon that has hay in it, puts his hat over his eyes and just falls backwards and falls asleep immediately. (laughs) Uh, Trigo and Jedi, can you both roll me a nature check? Nature? Uh, yes, which I think is either int or wisdom. I'm pretty sure it's int from last time. Intelligence, I got a 16. I got a 4. Trigo, you know that they're tracks and they were made by something. Jedi, you recognize that they are mighty anaprints and they follow into the woods. Now, she understa- She asks if you are armed. What do you carry on your person to take care of something like this? I uh, carry a gun, but it's mostly for show. A very basic six-shooter. And I think I only have, like, six bullets. But uh, it's just that and Teddy that I keep for protection. Trigo, she looks at you. I definitely I bring out my pistol, and it is a very uh, lashy pistol. It's definitely not really there to be used. Think like Mother of Pearl handles. I have bullets in it. I don't know if they're blanks or not, because I don't really shoot. I just have it for show. I'm just asking to be robbed at this point, if I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> she is less sure about you. She looks at Frederick, who is now napping in a hay bale or hay cart. He has one Colt single-action army revolver and a bandolier and Cyndaquil. But you would only know that by looking at his help. Alright. He's still asleep. He is not woken up. She's kind of like, okay, look, I don't know if you know this, but Mighty Anna's around these parts aren't exactly nothing to shy away from. So, and she reaches, uh, she walks kind of like around and reaches and pulls out a shotgun and just kind of gives it a quick cock, so like a, like a, like a, and then um, it's like one of you can take this. It's got three rounds of buckshot in it, and it should take care of the mighty Anna a little bit better. If you kill it, maybe you can even keep it. So who wants the shotgun? 
I think I'll probably just reach out for it. So she's going to pass it to you. And I think that's honestly a good stopping point. listening to A Fistful of Pokeballs. Jack was our DM, Lucas played Jedediah, JFK played Trigo, and I, Ryan, played Frederick. Follow us on Spotify, iTunes, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you've made it through episode zero at this point and you haven't given us a follow, drop a follow, please. It really helps us out and it lets us know we're going in the right direction. We're a bunch of D&D nerds who have been playing for years and would love to hear from you guys. Anyway, back to the small dark room Lucas keeps me in until I need to do the outro again. 